Welcome back to Sentence Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Across from me is my co-host, Adam Nielsen. And on Zoom this week, we have a guest, Jason Kanakery. Is that... Hello. Is that right? Yes, that's that how, how you pronounce that it. That is how you pronounce Canacry? it. Kanakery? It's not Kanakery. It's Kanakery. There's, <laughs> no, like, there's no E in there, but... No, no. Well, I mean, if you, like, search my name, there is an E. So, like... The E is next to the R, so it gets like typed in by creditors all the time wrong. So I have like fourteen different aliases, which is all just the last three letters of my last name spelled incorrectly. <laughs> Smart, but what, yeah, it's let's get a, your last accurate. name misspelled like G. I wonder. Often it happens <laughs> all, all the time. Both of us. Yep. There are people. I've worked at the same place for almost ten years. There are people that still can't pronounce my name right. Yeah, they'll, they'll do it over the intercom. Robert Verholt. Robert Verroot. <laughs> What? We talk every day. <laughs> hey, Rob. Intercom at my lab. <laughs> like it's it's so it's just twenty thousand square feet. I just want to intercom and be like, "God here, Roger, come to the front." <laughs> you would absolutely abuse that, wouldn't you? There's a <laughs> reason. You, there's a reason you don't have one. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, my boss is in Germany, so I'm pretty sure I could just put it in, and nobody would ever know. I mean, with a facility that size, you could probably justify it to a boss who's not there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I could probably then work from home. Make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So people know you from Grid Life because you race a McLaren uh-huh. in yep. track mod. They know him from the podcast because we talked about the fact that he owns a McLaren and an Omni. Yep. Yep. Which is the best two-car garage a man could ever have. Yep. I like how you say two car garage as if he doesn't have like an eight car. Well, garage. like, but like if if I if I had a two car garage and I had to fill it, yeah, a seven twenty S and a turbo Omni, that's a pretty, it's a pretty good day, right? Pretty, pretty good place to start. Yeah, yeah. If they were if they worked, well, it would be you're a gonna really have to, great day. You're right? gonna be in really good shape because you're gonna walk a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> they may be the two most. Uh, what's the easiest way to say <laughs> on the practical, unreliable cars? In the history of the world, possibly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or maybe it's me. I don't know. Alex was saying the other day that since we've been together, I've gone through eight motors. So we've been together four and a half years. That is a lot of so motors for not a lot of years. My thing is basically it'll something will break, and I'm like, "Yep, fix it. Okay, I'm done with this thing. Move on." So what? So, what cars have you lost engines in? Uh, so I blew up. Uh, GT350R at turn 8 at Gingerman and then I blew up another GT350R at turn 8 at Gingerman <laughs> Jeez. and then a McLaren like 600LT at turn 8 at Gingerman is that like an oil starve uh, issue? why turn 8? Uh, yeah well I think it's really 8-9 but yeah right. it's really common so I've blown up four Ford Contour SVT motors at the same complex <laughs> One SHO motor there. Jeez. I love that at one point in your life you were an S- a contour SVT aficionado. Oh, this is where this is where it all started. So See, like, then the Omni makes a lot more sense when you know that at one point he's owned multiple SVTs. Yeah, so at one point I I think in my life I've owned nine SVT contours. Oh man, that's so cool. Um and then Don't six Taurus SHOs. So like I started doing all this track stuff in the SHO SVT contour community. Um, when I was in the Air Force stationed outside Kansas City, I used to go to 
like autocross events with the contour down in Kansas city. So it's kind of how all that started, but yeah, but most people would know me, I guess, probably because they're either a annoyed or think that the McLaren is super cool that I drive it on track. Right. So like, I think Dalton at first was like annoyed that, you know, he's out there in this <laughs> Corvette piece of shit car. <laughs> and then I'm in the same class in a 720. I mean, um, it's really not, <laughs> it's not that like outlandish though. No, no, it's not shockingly different. No. And I think, um, you know, I, I think the Corvette with a really good driver and the 720, the 720 makes quite a bit more power, right. even if yours was just stock, which I don't think it is. Well, it is now. Okay, that's it. <laughs> we'll get there. We can get to that. But uh, it makes quite a bit more power than his vet because he has the LS3 in it, not the LS7 yeah, I think, anymore. I mean, I know what an LS3 makes now because I've like deep-dived into this LS3 for the BMW situation. We'll get there. Um, it makes 449 horsepower. Not 450. Yeah. <laughs> 449. <laughs> and don't let him tell you any differently. And I think the stock McLaren is 690. At the wheel? At the wheel. So, yeah. But I think the McLaren is a bit more porky than Dalton's Corvette is. Yeah, he said he was like sub 2,700 pounds yeah, or something, he's, I think. Yeah, he's cut a lot of weight out of that car. And the McLaren with a half tank of gas without me in it was uh, 30.97. With okay. me in it at a full tank, it was just over 33.50, I think, at Heartland last year. So he's like, say, I don't know exactly, like three to five hundred pounds lighter, but makes a few hundred horsepower less. So it's probably not that outlandish of a comparison. He's got a lot more tire. Yeah, a lot more tire, especially in the front. Yeah, which that's I the think. thing with that car. So it only like stock. It comes with a two forty five front tire. So that car is only seven hundred pounds in the front. Right, and then. 2,200 pounds in the back, basically. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> so, so you just put a little bit of tire up, up front. Yeah, you don't even need it. And then it understands yeah. like a pig. You could use you like, don't a, say. like a Model A tires from Henry Ford Museum on the front of it. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, I, ne I never would have guessed that it would be that much of a front to rear. What is it in the back? 315? So 305. 305. Yep. Huh. So the 600LT is even wilder. So the 600LT comes with the 225 in the front. And a 285 in the rear, but nobody keeps the rear. Everybody puts like a 305 or 325, but they all keep the same 225 front because I think it feels more lively. I'm like, that, with yes. a 285 rear, that would fit fits perfectly in uh, uh, the street, street mod. mod. Exactly. That's funny. That's why I was there. <laughs> That's right. You were there uh, last year, weren't you? Yeah. That's right. And then I used the same set of tires for. Uh, Lime Rock and Heartland last year. So if, which we'll get there, but if it makes it to uh, Heartland, it'll actually be on like a real uh, setup. So my goal is to be like 136s there. So last year I did a 139.0. At Heartland, 136. That's, that's moving. That's moving. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, because... Uh... What was the GLTC times like 140? Gosh, what was it? I don't remember. I can't remember either. I just know that uh, 
but Jackie Dean did like a 135 something. And I'm like, come on, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, this is absolutely absurd how fast you are here. I don't – watching him go into 10. Oh, yeah. It just – it's mind-boggling. Dusty described it perfectly. He goes, I watched Jackie Ding crash four times <laughs> yeah. through that corner and yeah. somehow made it on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> we were paddocked right there, like, with the RV. Yeah. So just staring at it. And I didn't go out one time and I was watching. And I'm like, are you serious? This is where he gets four seconds right here. Yeah. Like, yeah. pass. It's crazy. Pass. Yeah. The dude can drive. And yeah. that car was, yeah. is really well set up. Facts. So. Yeah, we were uh, we were on track. We were, what, within a couple tenths of each other, I think, at Road America until For the incident. While. For a little yeah, while. Yeah, in the beginning. And then he got the... And then he turned we it We were up. both on very similar tire setups, and then... I was going to go to the 100, try to wear a supercar 3Rs in the next morning when the ideal conditions, and we were both going to beat the the Porsche GT3 RS track time that was set by a pro driver. One of us beat it. The other one's 100 grand poorer now. So... so. Should we just talk about so that? So tell us about we, your Road America weekend. about weekends. how you earned a free time attack ticket? I did. Didn't you get Spirit of Time Attack? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Do you get a free time attack ticket with that? Yeah, yeah. you get a free event ticket. Oh, well, then why did, did I just they not, buy one for Heartland? Did they not tell you, you that? You should hit up Javet. <laughs> He'll give you a free ticket. No, I just bought one for Heartland. Well, then I'll use it for the Omni for uh, whatever we're calling that super grid. Super thingy. grid? Yeah, I like there it. There you go. I like it. All right, so where do you want to start? So... Before you even Road- yeah, before you even get to Road America, we'll we'll go yeah, back so, like a week. So preparing for Road America, there was no issues with the car. We're like, you know what we should do? We should change the oil on this thing. We haven't done it. <laughs> that seems like <laughs> I forgot. So about like that yeah part. yeah yeah yeah. So that seems like a really a relatively like simple, yeah. innocent it's simple. thing. It's you just change three drain oil. plugs and an oil fill cap. So very ridiculous. Easy. So. Why are there three drain plugs? As soon as you said that, my first thought was, before you even said three drain plugs, you're like, I was going to change the oil on my McLaren. I'm like, it's going to be like a fucking Bugatti. He's got to have like 20 drain plugs and right. like three filters. Right. And you it know, takes like so, 12 gallons of oil. So like the filter sits on top in the V <laughs> in this overly complicated contraption canister filter. Um, it's probably from like some Audi five cylinder thing or something. Who knows? But I was like, I don't need to change the filter. The oil's only got 800 miles on it. What I need to do is get that oil out because the car gets really hot. So for those who don't know, I put on very large supercar events and we do thousands of miles at a time with these supercars all over the country. Well, when you're in front, it's fine. But when you're behind, it's kicking up all these little stones. So like the front of the oil coolers of every supercar that partakes in rallies just get annihilated. So the veins are all bent over and I'd like you go in there with like a little comb and try to pick them out and make them flat. And it gets a little bit better, but like at Gingerman, the car can do one warm up lap, two flyers, and then the oil temps over 255 degrees. Oh, it's a little warm. Jesus. So, 
you basically have to do that. Then you can cool it down. We should have, putts around. We should ask Dalton what his oil temps are. They're a lot better because two fifty five would have been a nice cool lap for him yeah, back that there a couple of years ago. Yeah, before he got his oil temperatures under control, that was just where it belonged in his mind. Oh, really? Two fifty five was like the best. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it was a good day. His, his was that like his. He would be on the knife edge of breakdown oil. Like that temperature, yeah. he would be right there. Like the two ninety mark. Yep, at every fucking oh, wow. event. Just like, eh, <laughs> I'll do two more laps. <laughs> I think it's the difference of motor cost too, right? Well, that was back when he had the LS seven, which I mean, it's not a McLaren engine, but it's not a cheap endeavor. Yeah, uh-uh. No, they're not cheap. I've been looking. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'll change the oil. So I look it up online. I've had it done a couple times by these mobile mechanic guys who like fly out and they'll come into it. I'm like, I'm just so draining fun. the oil. I'm sorry, fly out? Yeah, they'll fly out. That's so like, crazy. I thought you were going to say like, yeah, they drive out. They no, they're no, they bring out. their like, you know, transit yep. van over to your house. No, they fly out. They fly out. So <laughs> for those who don't know, like the reason I got rid of the 600 LT is because it had a warranty on it. I couldn't do anything with it. Like I was afraid to do anything on it. I didn't want to like ruin the warranty on this overly expensive car. So like I said before, uh, I blew a motor on that thing. So it pulled 1.8 G's through turn nine at uh, Gingerman. Oil starved the cam phaser. The cam phaser failed. I was on slicks. I think it's past probably of anybody listening that probably cares at this point from uh, English companies. But so I was on a set of like brand new Michelin slicks. And uh, holy crap. So the cam phaser failed. The right side of the motor destroyed itself. So every, every piston shoved itself through the valves. And then instead of it just shutting off, the McLaren engine was like, we need more power. You're down on torque. We need more power. So it starts amping up torque or boost out of the left-hand side. So the left-hand turbo was building like 40 pounds of boost to make up for the fact that the right-hand side was dead and shooting like a four-foot flame out the back. Hell yeah. I didn't even see it. And so I'm like... I'm on it. I think Alex was in the car with me. It was just during like an HPDE thing. And I was trying to like approve stupid stuff. And uh, I'm like catching up to this Porsche. And I'm like, man, that Porsche sounds like a Subaru. Like it's like more than normal. So I like pass this Porsche. And I'm like, the mo- the sound's still there. What is going on here? I'm like, wait, that's us. Like this is the Subaru. And so you didn't have like the, gauges like flashing at you no, or because like, McLaren, they don't break. Right. So uh-huh. yeah, everybody knows this. Clearly. So in track mode, the only thing you see is shift lights, a tack, like a digital tack, a little tiny, like speed, like this big. Uh-huh. And then two lights at the bottom that are green or yellow. And that's like water temp and oil temp. That's they, it. You, they literally don't tell you the temp. I don't tell you anything. Whoa. In track mode. So I'm like, all right, let's, I'm going to see what's going on. I take it out of track mode and everything's red. It's like off the charts. <laughs> I guess those little lights don't have a red. Jeez. Everything is off the charts. I'm like, what should we do? Like, well, whatever's happening is dead. Like, we're getting, like, 
it'll get a new motor. It's under warranty. So he puts it all the way back in it. So I need a new motor, uh, new cats, because it melted both cats. Um, it melted the rear wing, like a part. It was oh bubbled. So it was 115000 in warranty work. Oh. Oof, yeah. What? I, that's the, more than my house, the, Robbie. That's, that's the warranty work is the best part there. Whoa. Yep. That's crazy. So And good on them for honoring their warranty. Yeah. And did, basically I called them. Did they them. just like, okay, bring it in, or did they fight you for it? No. I called them up, and they were like, where are you located? And I'm like, Gingerman Raceway. Your piece of shit blew up. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, I'm sorry, what? I'm like, yeah, like I was – I was like on track driving with this Porsche. It's going through turn eight. The motor just... let go. And they're like, okay. Well, it took like three months to get it fixed, but. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I didn't want the same thing to happen. So, in my brain, I'm like, fast forwarding. In my brain, I'm like, let's change the oil on 720. It doesn't have a ton of miles on it, but it has probably some decent heat buildup into it. Let's just drain the oil. Put new oil in. We'll be fine. So it's got a drain on the sump and then one drain on the tank and then two uh, oil drain lines for the turbos. But you don't have to drain both turbos, just one because, like, the way it's cocked, one will drain both, kind of. And they're all conveniently located. Yep. So you take, like, a 12 bolts off this lower panel. We did it on the trailer. Oh, so yeah, because you, you have, a, like, your trailer's open down the center, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, oh, so we loaded it up on top, and then right down the middle, it's open. Lifted it up, made it flat, put the pins in it, and then started going through and started draining it out. That's so we drained the whole thing out, and I look on the owner's manual, and it says to put uh, 2.4 gallons of oil in. <laughs> Like two point four gallons. That's like a lot of oil. It's like a decent. How, how much came out? This is a lot. I mean, a decent amount. I would say. So two point four gallons is like nine point six quarts. I would say eight quarts came out. Okay. Like a decent amount, right? So, and you're like, okay, this is like a not lot of oil coming like, out. Not Maybe. enough to make you think that it was wrong. No. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, all right. Well, we didn't pull the filter. Let's put nine quarts of oil in. See what it's like. So we put nine quarts of oil in, put everything back together, and uh, go to start it. And it blows the oil cap off of the top of the car, and a geyser of oil comes flying out. I mean, there's probably two quarts of oil all over the back of the car. Oh shit! There's that's still that's oil what you stains. want to happen to your two hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah. I'm sorry, two hundred thousand. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever it is. So, Three hundred. I mean, do you want to do you want a quantifier? So that this MSRP on that was four forty. Oh yeah. Good lord. Okay. So so now we're above my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's oil everywhere. Like there's still oil outside on the concrete outside of the lab. So we're doing this. It's supposed to be quick. You it's did it 95. at work? Yeah. Oh, God. That's You're supposed to do it over a lunch break. It'd be easy. <laughs> yeah. How hard it's is it? It's an oil. oil. It's an oil change. Yeah. You can do it in 15 oil. minutes. I've done dozens of those in my life. So I'm like, oh, shit. Now I'm like panicking. So we like 
get a bunch of paper towel. We're wiping it up. We're just moving oil around on the back of this car, right? Like it's not doing anything. It's just moving oil. And uh, so we get it all back together. Now, remember, at, at the same time, this is the first time we've used the trailer. So we're on the trailer, off the trailer, on the trailer, moving it, stopping it, lining it up, getting it ready to go to Road America. So we probably started and stopped the car like seven times. So change the oil, uh, hit the button to start, start it. Geyser comes out the back and we're like, stop, clean it up, go to start it again. It won't start. Like, like click or like nothing. It goes click. Oh, no. So I'm like, uh, that's not good. So do it again. Click. Nothing. Everything works perfectly fine. There's no lights. There's no nothing. <laughs> so I like look over. You guys met Keith. Was he was there? I look over at him. I'm like, your thoughts? He goes, I think there was so much oil that you hydrolocked the motor. That would be my first thought. Yeah. So I'm sitting in the car on top of the trailer, like in I'm- my brain, like. So we changed oil. To save like a thousand dollars, and we just cost seventy-seven grand. This is my thought. As I'm, I'm like, you can just go do something for five minutes. Let me like gather myself here. You need a moment. Yep. Cards are so stupid. So I'm like, well, we have everything apart. So now I'm like, I go into like super engineer mode. I'm like, we're figuring this out. Pull the intakes. So we pull the intakes. Nothing comes out. I'm like, there's no way you can hydrolock this thing if no oil's in the turbo. Let's pull the air filter canister container thing. So we pull it. There's no oil in there. I'm like, what the hell is going on with this thing? I'm like, let me go grab a multimeter. Grab it. The battery is at 9.6 volts. And I assume because it's a McLaren, that's not just like an interstate battery you bought. Or you can't just run out to Walmart and grab a $60 battery. No, because they have to be overly complicated about everything. So it's basically an anti-gravity battery. That's no big deal, right? They're like a thousand dollars. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. However, but it's an anti-gravity battery with a CAN bus system inside to monitor it. <laughs> it's seven thousand dollars. Oh, and it's a McLaren specific item. Yep. So, holy shit! That's so ridiculous. <laughs> Unnecessary. So I'm, like, I'm like, we got to get this thing started. It's not even really on the trailer. It's like backed up so we could do an oil change. <laughs> I'm like, we got to get this thing started. So, so we go and can you jump it? Up. No, you can't because then you blow up the battery tender, the can bus thing. <sighs> so it comes with like a little lithium ion charger. <laughs> so we plug it in. We keep cleaning oil for like an hour and a half, probably. Then we go to start it and now it actually moves. So Wiz is under there. He tries to break it loose, thinking it's hydro locked with a breaker bar one time. He's like, it moves perfectly fine. I don't know what the problem is. So three hours later, it finally starts. Oil geyser number two? Nope. Now it is smoking so bad out of the exhaust. (laughs) There is raw oil flying out the exhaust. Oh, God. You can't even keep it running. I'm pedaling it to keep it running. I'm like, we got to get it off this trailer. Let's just get it off the trailer. Like, I'm like starting to like really get annoyed. So we get it off the trailer. We bring it into the my lab. 
and uh, we're doing some research and it's like, you should have a quarter tank of oil in your dry sump. So we like open the dry sump up, a quart and a half come out. Okay. Like that's a lot of oil. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You should have a quarter, quarter, quarter oil in there. Another quart comes out. We're like, uh, okay, one more time. And now it's like a splash comes out. I'm like, oh, perfect. We're good. Well, during this whole debacle, the car starts freaking out because it's not starting. It thinking it's starting. There's like 35 codes lit up on my <laughs> scanner. So I'm going through all this stuff. Long story short, the car really needs like eight quarts of oil, maybe 7.6. For completely um, empty to full. With you, with it, everything emptied out. So what most of the guys who do oil changes do is they um, they do after five they quarts. flown in, yeah, yeah. After after yeah, they fly, after they flown in on yeah. their private jet, probably because <laughs> they're not flying Spirit. No, gosh, no. <laughs> With the commoners, um, and I can tell you. So I flew one of these guys out when we were in Vegas for SEMA because I didn't have time to do it. So I shipped the car out for SEMA, and I'll let you know what it costs after. So, <laughs> um, so we get everything, put it all back together. I'm like, all right, we got to make sure it drives. Let's go down to Woodward. So we go down to Woodward and we're just like looping. So Woodward, for those who don't know, is like the first paved road in the country. Uh, there's a big dream cruise every year. You guys should come out next year. It's that's like a, a riot. It's a thing. Yep. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's there's a legit thing. 10,000 cars there or whatever it is. Yeah, there's like a million people that go. Yeah, it's Like crazy. it's crazy. And Saturday night's not even the night to go. Like Thursday night's the night to go. So like just shenanigans, like nonstop <laughs> shenanigans. We're, we're in on shenanigans. I can only yeah, imagine. Yeah. I, I enjoy uh, – Spectating shenanigans. That's fair. I am not a shenanigan. Uh, my par- yeah, my participation is right minimal. It's like, did you did you see that video that I posted of the guy doing a burnout on the motorcycle? It was on Facebook. So this guy does a burnout during the Dream Cruise. The tires oh, get super yeah, sticky. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the, it hooks and yeah. he, like Superman's off just like launches the motorcycle. <laughs> that was. I didn't realize that. that was like your video. I thought that was like yeah. a reshare. Uh-uh. No, that was <laughs> we're all sitting there just hanging out. That's amazing. So um so yeah. So we get the oil chain situated and everything and the next day I think we loaded up to go to Road America. So the 2.4 gallons as the manual says. Typo is it wrong. Yeah. So I guess there was an update on the 2019s but the 2018s cuz it's not a Tesla. So they don't get over-the-air updates to the owner manual. So, yeah. <laughs> the typo. Jeez. But I, <laughs> Maybe I suppose, it was a conversion issue. F- I, I suppose only a handful of people actually do it. Yeah. And I bet it went years before anyone even noticed. Probably. Only someone who owns an Omni would think they can change the oil on their plane. <laughs> That's fair. I think so, the Omni I, might have hold more oil than the... McLaren does. No, calm down. I They're think it does. That. I think They're... it holds nine point five quarts. There's no why. Way. No. Uh, wait until you see the oil pan. This thing is stupid. Oh, does it have some crazy aftermarket oil? Oh pan yeah, on it? oh, like okay. we jacked up the motor from the oil pan <laughs> 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 to get it out. 
Um, but yeah, so when I had the guy fly in to change the oil during SEMA last year, uh, I think the, so if the dealer does it, it's $3,200 oh. to change the oil. He was 1800 with flight and everything. Oh, geez. Oh, well, that's so, a steal of a deal. It's like, it looks like half off. Yeah. It's amazing. Maybe supercar. I thought owner. I was robbing him. Yeah, maybe supercar ownership's not for me. It's not where you want to be. Maybe not. I think you just. I think build a cool kit car with an LS in it, Robbie. That's fair. I build. Should, I should just buy that Cadillac and just do well. There low is rider that. Shit. Do do low rider stuff because that seems way cooler. I think we just got to make the the other race car into street legal. It's basically a kit car, right? Oh, you talking about the MPO one? Yeah. Well, technically, it's not mine. Eh, yeah. I, don't, I do not own it. I mean, it's been in your <laughs> possession. It's been in your garage long <laughs> enough that squatter laws says that it's, I mean, it's yours. Possession becomes nine-tenths after a year, right? I, it seems legal to me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'll probably send you a bill to it. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we load up everything, ready to go to Road America. So we put the BMW, so I have a, for those who don't know, I have a supercharged E92 M3. Um, it only makes like 600 horsepower. Only. No, only. no. Yeah. We, we did it. It was five. Oh, that's right. It only made 500 horsepower on the dyno. Yeah. So And it, we all know. That dyno is. That dyno reads high. Hundred No, it does not. It does for everybody else, Robbie. Bullshit. I thought it read low. It's 20 horsepower low. My car is 252 oh, horsepower on every dyno it's ever been on. Except Red Life's one. 230 tops. <laughs> I'm just saying, Wes's car made the exact number on that one and excessives. Do you ever wonder? I don't know. The exact same number. No, mine, mine was when I did it in Kansas City, my full full potential, 252. Yeah. At Joe's, uh, at Dula, full potential, 255. Full potential on Grid Life's dyno, 230. Wes has made know. exactly this, like within a few tenths of a horsepower at on the Gridlife Dyno versus excessives. Yeah, no, I paid all this money to have mine like tuned so I could right. be at the right level. Nope, fucking ignored all that. Had to go to full <laughs> tune because nothing else fucking mattered. I was so, I'm still mad. You don't I say. Don't <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I, I liked when we dynoed uh, the M3 at, uh, Road America, and we couldn't get it to shifts. So we're like, let's just do a dyno pull in second gear. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just it was over. Yeah, immediately. Because we it, it it would go first to second, and then it wouldn't shift. Yeah, when it shift. That. Oh, and we had to. Google and then after it, it went after it redlined, I think it, it shift. Hmm. Yeah, then I could shift. Yeah, maybe that's so, what it was. We did it. We did it once in second gear, yeah. and then after that, it decided to start shifting. Oh, weird. That's weird. So, so we load up the, uh, yeah, the M3 and the 720 the headed to meet up with you guys in, uh, Road America for grid life. We make it like an hour from home. We stopped at a rest area just to make sure all the straps were good. And I'm like, all right, like, uh, everybody's good to go. So we get outside of Flint and I remember saying something, I don't know, to Alex or something. I'm like, you know what? This is like literally everything I own rolling down the road right now. 
Um, yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we hit a uh, oh, like man. an expansion joint on a on a bridge, I think. Yep. And the trailer <laughs> tongue basically filleted itself completely off of the trailer. It was pointing vertical. How it, how long had you owned this trailer? Three weeks, maybe. Okay, this was its maiden voyage, wasn't it? For yeah, for me. So I picked, I bought it from a guy who used to do. He's like a Porsche Club guy, I think maybe, uh, but he lives in Pennsylvania. He does a lot of. He had two Z06s that he would put on it, and he would go all over the country with them. Um, so in my brain, I'm like. Okay, a Z06 weighs what? We'll say 3,300 pounds, 3,200 pounds. The McLaren weighs the same. Maybe the Beamer weighs 100 pounds more. Maybe. So a full cage strip E92. So I'm like, it can't be that. Like, what's going on with this thing? Nonetheless, we're driving, maiden voyage. It's perfectly fine. Get outside of Flint, hit like a little dip in the road on this bridge in the RV back went up and the trailer went down and the trailer never came back from being down. <sighs> so it sheared the whole top like up and then it fell onto the chains. And then I saw it in like the rearview camera and I was like, Hey, uh, the trailer is disconnected from the car or from the RV. And so they're like panicking in the back. I'm trying to slow it down <laughs> with the parking or with the trailer brake, like squeezing the little knobs. So it doesn't end up, in the back of your back of your RV. Both cars into the bedroom of the RV. <laughs> and uh, so when they, whoever built the trailer, they welded the chains so that the links hang down. So they point us straight down. And uh, so hold on, because you 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 told us about that and the brake controller, because it was also mounted on the bottom of the tongue. Yep. So I've been thinking about that because we have a lot of trailers at work. Like and they're all lot. that way. A lot, like a shockingly large number of them have both the chains and the the breakaway controller mounted Under to the, the bottom of the A-frame on the trailer. Yeah, yeah like so a, it's the same thing. So basically... Nobody, nobody thinks about that. So I've owned six trailers. I think only one of them ever has had the breakaway thing connected because I've always bought new trailers. This is the only one that, like, my old trailer, it's never even been connected. It's just like zip tied up in a in a circle. <laughs> all of ours have because DOT and we're yeah. commercial, so all of ours have them. <laughs> but they're underneath. I mean, it has it. A lot of them are underneath, just like you've like yours was. And yep. So now I'm like telling. I told our mechanics your story, and like we should fix all of these. Like yeah. we got this is not okay. I think my my chains are on the bottom. But it's it's not like bottom bottom. It's like to the side. But right. but if it fell, it would fall onto the chains on the ground. Right. But the the brake controller is or the brake safety wire thing is on top. No, yeah. That. Yeah. So this is basically what happened is is it the chains hit the ground and then it eroded it like it just ground the chains off and then <laughs> once that came disconnected, the next lowest part was the power to the brake controller. So then it, uh, 
the brakes engaged as it disconnected until there was no more power to the brake controller anymore. So we were doing 67, 68 miles an hour with the RV and it came disconnected, grinded the chains away. Then the brake controller, like the emergency brake thing kicked on and then it went off to the right into the ditch. It went a full car width down into the ditch at however fast it was going, 50 miles an hour at this point. And then somehow when it was in the ditch, it turned around, like it turned back up onto the road and then went in the same lane that it left in and then went straight down the road until there was like an armco and it ran the armco until it came to a stop underneath a, uh, a bridge. So... <laughs> Was, uh, and how totaled were the cars? Zero. Nothing. There was I, no I, damage. Oh, the amount the of anxiety that gives me. Unbelievable. I can't even describe. That's so scary, dude. Yeah, there was, like, I thought I was going to get out and, like, I mean, hindsight being what it is, maybe it would have been better. <laughs> but I thought I was yeah. getting out and the BMW was going to be like half hanging off the trailer and the McLaren was going to be shoved up. The McLaren moved a quarter of an inch and the BMW moved maybe two inches. So it basically pretension, like it tensioned the front straps a bit more. And I remembered the first time I saw like those over the wheel strap things. I'm like, there's no way those things work. (laughs) Like, they do. It's amazing. <laughs> they do work. I mean, there's a reason that's why they, why they use them that way for transport trucks. Yep. But so, man, so scary. so we're sitting on the side of the road on I-69 outside of Flint for four hours. Not a single police officer comes by. No, I called way. one of I called one of my buddies, Roger, and I was like, I need you to bring me some eighth-inch flat stock. Your welder a generator, a grinder, and we basically put it all back together there. On the side so, of the highway. On the side of the highway, hammered it, and then it was so close to the Armco, we couldn't get it connected to the RV, so he had to use his Raptor and then pull his ra- with his Raptor to the next like exit area. Um, Jeez. Yeah. And then I think... We made it to like Battle Creek at like two o'clock in the morning. We left at six PM from Detroit. So it's like an hour and a half, two hour drive. <laughs> it took us eight hours. Oh, oh no. And then you still have all the way to Road America to yeah, get Yeah, you still gotta get all the way to the bottom of the lake and come halfway back up again. Yeah, so our plan was we were gonna make it to like the Michigan Indiana border and stay at one of the casinos that night because they have like free R V parking and stuff. Yeah. Yep. We didn't make it. We made it like a hundred miles from there. Um, but I was so nervous about the trailer. We unloaded everything. So Alex was driving the 720 and she drives that thing like it's a ticking time bomb. So it is kind of. Well, <laughs> come to find out. So she I can drives see that where thing she like would it. be scared of it a little bit well, because. Well, well. It doesn't have air conditioning, so she was not pumped about that. Well, I assume that it, I assume that it, in her mind, it means a lot to him. 
Yeah. And that even if it, we wouldn't blame her if it broke while she was driving it, she's still scared of that. Yeah, probably. So but, I I can see where she would tiptoe around in it. Yeah, I mean, it does mean a lot, mainly from a monetary standpoint, <laughs> but it's a car at the end of the day. Yep. So like, yeah. Um, that doesn't stop people from getting emotionally attached to them. No, it doesn't. So, um, so yeah, so we we make it. We stay in like a I don't know, Loves or Walmart or something that night. And Wiz is driving that M3, so full caged M3, even less creature comforts inside. He can't even see over the steering wheel. He's he has two pillows underneath him just so he can see over the steering because it's set up for me. Yep. The doesn't, seat doesn't move. Doesn't she doesn't have to have forward. one in the McLaren too? She has one in the McLaren. <laughs> so she has like a purple pillow yep. just to like space her up. Because um, she has like super long legs. She's got like longer legs than I do, but not – she's like all legs, nor to- no torso. I'm like opposite. So um, – Same. I have really so, short legs <laughs> for the length of my torso. So. so we stopped at this place, get up in the morning. We're like, I'm texting with Dalton. I'm like, all right, here's the deal. I really should turn around, but I'm unbelievably stubborn and I refuse to. We are coming. Dude, the, the level of commitment you had at that point even, like. <laughs> Kudos. Because I, I would have called it. I know a lot of people who would have called it, myself included, for sure. Well, it gets better. <laughs> oh, we, we were there. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Even before we get there, it gets oh, better. Oh, jeez. So yeah. we're driving, still separate, driving an unloaded trailer, RV, 720 and the M3. It's 100 degrees. Yep. 720 yep, and the M3 both don't cold. have air. Uh, does the M3 have air conditioning? No. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if that was, yeah. So neither car has air conditioning. The RV has air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> I think. So Jason Maybe. has put all of his friends and family in his broken ass non air conditioned cars, and he yep. is driving in the lap of luxury. Yeah, yep. with my air seat, the air seat's jacked up. It's just bouncing, <laughs> rolling down the just road. Just living his trucker dreams. Yep. So Alex sends a message, and she's like, "Hey, I got to go to the rest area. Let's go to this first one in Indiana." I'm like, "All right." We pull over. Everybody goes to the bathroom. It obviously it's not a McLaren; it's an RV. So I'm like, "All right, let's leave." So we take off. She calls me as we're getting on the highway. She's like, "The car won't start." What do you mean it won't start? Is it clicking? Is it doing? It's doing nothing. It makes no noise. So at this rest area in Indiana, you have to go seven miles to the next exit, and then. 10 miles back into Michigan <laughs> and then three months. So it takes a half an hour for me to loop all the way back around. So we're at this rest area. We pull out the easy up. We're trying to figure it out. Basically we troubleshoot that it's a bad starter. Like we can't get it to do anything. We direct jumped it. It won't do anything. So we're like, let's pull the starter. So we pull the starter on a McLaren 720 and a, rest area in indiana <laughs> and now i'm about to the point where i'm like that's it like um i cannot like this is absurd enough like, is enough where this is where do you find a starter something for what's a, that where do you find a starter for a mclaren mclaren of chicago so you just had a buddy bring it to you 
So I'm like, there's no way McLaren of Chicago will have this. But again, I'm stubborn. <laughs> is like it, we're here. Is it the same starter on all the engines? Oh, God, no. On all the McLarens. Well, because they, they don't use all exactly the same engine. Right. But I think they basically use the same block, don't they? The block's very similar, yeah. So, so it's sleeved differently. That's, that's surprising. I figure they'd all be different for well, everyone. Because a lot of them are the same displacement. That it's doesn't mean anything. It's all basically the same. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Right. <laughs> so I call them up and I'm like, hey, I know you're going to say no, but do you have a starter for a 2018 720? And the guy's like, yeah. I just saw it yesterday. Let me go make sure nobody bought it. I'm like, well, how many people are calling you? You know, you'd be surprised. Starter on a 720. Calls back. He goes, no, it's here. $2,000. I'm like, well, we're here. I have to have it. (laughs) You'd have to have it. I mean, at that, yeah. So I called a buddy, uh, my mechanic buddy who's in uh, Martin, who's in Chicago. Like, can you go get the starter? I already paid for it, and we'll meet on like the Skyway, on like I ninety, and then you can go home, and then I'll head back. So I'm doing like, I don't know, slightly over the speed limit in the M three because I'm in a hurry now, <laughs> right? So we get all the way there. Um, we get the starter, swap it out, put it back in. So we do a starter swap on a seven twenty in a rest area. <laughs> Um, That's put everything thing back that together. Not the average McLaren owner, owner would do. Yeah. Put everything back together, starts right up. We keep driving. So then we drop the trailer off at my buddies to fix our side of the road fixes and make it so it's bulletproof. So I think we rolled in at what, 7.30 maybe into Road America, roughly? Yeah, Probably you were a little behind range. us, but it wasn't that bad. Not, yeah, not yeah. terrible. It only took 24 hours to get there. <laughs> yeah. What Roughly. is it, like a like an eight-hour drive, a 12-hour drive? What is I it? I think a six-and-a-half. Six-and-a-half-hour drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that tracks. So, yeah, the, the getting there, I feel like something was trying to tell me something. Like, hey, maybe you shouldn't be going to this. But The, the signs were there. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm stubborn, like I said. And so I decided, <laughs> no, this is what we're doing. So, yeah, then we uh, hung out. Was that Thursday night? I don't even know what night it was. Wednesday? Wednesday night we got yeah, there? Yeah, it was. A, no. Yeah, we got there Wednesday. We got there Wednesday. Wednesday. So it was a Thursday, it was Friday, Thursday Saturday. Friday, yeah. Saturday. That's right. Yep. So, yeah, you want to go on to what happened at Road America or you want to pause for a commercial break? No commercial breaks. <laughs> so, was it Thursday third morning? Session? Third session, I think, right? So first session, go out. It did, does... Did uh, we have two sessions one, Thursday? 219. I think it was the third. Right. First it, three. Did that happen Thursday or Friday? Wasn't that the first session Friday morning? Yeah. No, it happened Thursday. Oh, okay. Right? First, no, it was Friday because you, you did a day on it. I thought you had a full day and then it happened the first session of Friday. Yes. We did two oh, sessions. There that's were, right. Two time attack right. sessions and two GLTC practices on Thursday. And yep. then two time attack sessions and a GLTC practice and quali no. on Friday. No. No? No, there was less practice than that because they... I thought we had two sessions each day. 
Well, we only had four races, and we only raced on Saturday. Oh, that's or right. Saturday, Friday, and Saturday. That's right. I forgot there were four races. So I think sure I think we did three there. sessions. It was practice, practice, quality. Practice, no. Practice, practice, practice. Quality, race, 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 race. race. Yes. Okay. Friday morning, I think, is when it. Yes. I think you got a full Thursday out of you it. You had a full Thursday. Yeah, because I think it went like a 219, 218, yeah. maybe something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, so then Friday, I guess, um, whatever it was. So we go out, and this is like the fast time. I'm still not like it's, I mean, for time attack, it's a race of like showing off. It doesn't even really equate to anything. So I didn't even put like fast tires on or anything. And so we go out in the first session. I think it did like a 218, something like that again. And then. Um, and just for like overview, so the 720 does like uh, 182 miles an hour down the front straight, <laughs> and then like 181 miles an hour down the back straight. Oh my so god! Fast. Um, like every single place, every single straight there, it's over 130 miles an hour. Good like that lord. little short five to six run up. It hit uh-huh. 130 there. Jeez. Like, up the hill. The car hill. is so insane. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. But you it said it, like, it It doesn't do so well, like, through the carousel section and stuff like that? No, it kind of gives up a little bit. It doesn't really, it like, because of the front tires, it, like, high-speed understeers pretty bad. So, like, I think I was doing, like, I'd enter in at like 95 miles an hour into the carousel and then drop down to like 90 and then maybe drop down to like 85 to try to bring it back in. And then as soon as you touch like the inside, that apex where the curbing is, then it's just flat. Yep. But then it's really how big are your balls to go through the (laughs) kink. And uh, so how, how big are your balls through the kink? So I think I did one sixteen through there. Moving. I assume you're I not flat one. though, right? No. No. You can't like because I'm coming down from 150 miles an hour. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I was flat through it in the Beamer. Yeah. So foreshadowing, why am I in the Beamer on the next day? So the next lap after that, I'm going down the straight, and it, like time is plummeting on my solo, and I'm like, holy crap. But, like, the speed's not there. Like, it's almost eight miles an hour slower on the straight. So, I'm like, how is this? What is going on here? So, everything, I'm linking everything. I'm taking turns faster. And the time's dropping and dropping and dropping. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, the predicted time's like a 213.5 right now. So, going up into six. I'm like, I'm not even on the fast tires yet. I'm like, oh yeah, we gotta push this. Let's let's just keep pushing. So um I get down into so we go through seven, it's like two thirteen four, get down into eight, and I'm downshifting, downshifting, and it drops into two twelves. I see it on the predicted, like out of the corner of my eye, it's like two twelves, and I'm like, wham. And the thing shifts so fast, it's like ten milliseconds is shifting in. <laughs> So I shift, and right as I hit the apex, the car, like, loops and sends me into the grass. And I'm like, that's weird. I think the trans just locked up. 
And then I looked in the back and there's just smoke billowing out of the back of the car. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, because that's how I would react. To that. Yeah, interesting. Huh. Is, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. So the this uh, corner worker walks over and she goes, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine. Like I, I'm just trying to start the car back up so I can go out there." She's like, "I don't think you're going far." I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, "There's oil back there." I'm like, "Yeah, it's from somebody else." Like I had to have hit somebody else's oil. Like how else did the car end up here? She's like, "No." You did. Pretty this. sure it's from yours. Like, I don't think so. Let me let me switch out of track mode and I'll show you. I switch out of track mode and it's like all these errors start popping up. Low oil pressure. I'm like, hi, you're 30 seconds too late. But maybe you should have let me know there's low oil pressure before. Why? I don't understand why they don't. I don't know. Maybe they think that your brain can't process that information. When oh, you're well, a flashing red light would be nice. It should just take yeah, over the whole something. dash. <laughs> Low something. oil pressure. This is the whole fucking just, dash. Just, just fast and furious it. Danger yeah. to manifold. Yeah. Just fucking just tell me. <laughs> yeah. So long story short, so there's oil everywhere. They come with the flatbed, put it up on the thing. And all these people, I get to take the drive of shame <laughs> in my McLaren. Happens. And the guy wants to talk to me about like what I'm gonna have for lunch in the truck. Right? He's like, "So what do you did you eat lunch yet?" I'm like, no offense, like I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm like literally trying to process what's going on here, and the fact that I just blew a motor that's seventy five thousand dollars. And he's like, "Oh, no worries. I'm probably gonna have bratwurst." <laughs> Well, I mean, why wouldn't like, he? Yeah, is at Road of course. America. They, they are Johnsonville, del- I bet. <laughs> they're, they're delicious. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we bring it back. And then the parking brake's not on or anything, right? So I think you guys were there. He, like, starts loading it off the trailer, and there's, like, four feet of slack before the thing engages the, the tow hook. Um, so then we think it's going to fall off the <laughs> truck, and everybody panics, but it's fine. Um, we pull that access panel and there's a huge hole in the block. So it looks like the number seven rod snapped in half. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, oh, I mean, that's man. all you can, you can say at that point. Uh, it kind of sucked. I, I gotta, I gotta give you credit where credit is due. You, at least on the outside, you handled that a lot better than I think most people would have. Yeah. When we were there. I th- I mean, it's kind of how I am, I guess. So like every other motor I've ever blown, like, and I kind of did the same thing there. Every other, mo- I don't like, I have this thing about wasting money. I have like this thing that really irks me. So every other time I've blown a motor on a car, I like literally will go on Facebook and try to find one just to finish a $300 track day. <laughs> I've done this like multiple times. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I'll spend like $25,000 to say, finish say a 300. $300 track day <laughs> and then just sell the car afterwards. Um, I think at that point I was like, eh, it's really sucks. So I had like a half an hour to myself and I was like walking around and trying to figure out what it is. Okay. Like, Let's really process what's happening here. And I'm like, well, this sucks, but we're here. 
we can't leave. We're stuck in here. I don't want to like, I don't want to be a dick to my friends and everything else. Right. So like, can't do anything about it. I mean, you guys were giving me shit because I'm like, what, what was I saying? I, I'm poor. And you're like, oh, yeah, you're so poor or yeah. something like that. You spent the whole weekend trying to convince us that you were poor. Like, <laughs> no one feels um, that bad for you in that yeah. respect. The the poor, the poor the guy that had never had boxed wine yeah. was poor. Franzia boxed wine. <laughs> I feel like I have to keep it in my RV just for you guys now. Well, not you. Not us. But yeah, not yeah, you But definitely Dalton. <clears throat> it turns out it's not as cheap as we thought because I'm pretty sure the bottle that was, they made Dalton like drink bucks. was more was cheaper than the boxed wine. But the box was twice as big. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely was, a quantity over quality situation. I came back and tried to pawn off on Dalton that there was a $100 bottle of uh, Pinot Noir <laughs> and JV walked by. He goes, that's like a twelve dollar bottle. <laughs> like, he doesn't know. Just shut your he mouth. No, that's um, to JV. That's not even wine. Like that's, no, no, it's that's like, barely water. Yeah, it's like toilet water. Yeah, he wouldn't even um, give that to his kids. Yeah, I think at first I was like, "Oh, this sucks!" Right? Like this is this sucks. It was kind of weird. I feel like I had already processed the fact that I was buying one when it wouldn't start when we did the oil change. Yeah. So in my brain, it just reverted right back to this like grieving period that had already happened a week ago. Yep. There's definitely the five steps of. Of. Yeah. uh, Yeah, They're going through grief. Yeah. Or. uh, Yeah. Was it five steps of grief, five steps of loss, whatever it is. Yeah. 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 I skip up like almost all of those steps and go right to the end. Almost always, you just get to acceptance and you're done. Yeah, like that's you can't do anything. You're not about bargaining. It. You're not getting angry. You just so yeah. I don't know if you guys remember. Like we're sitting there. It's like okay, well, because the BMW was in Chicago. We're like, all right, what are we gonna do? Oh, like, that's right. We, we got to get the trailers at in Chicago at some point. We're here. Let's blow up something else. Let's go get the BMW in Chicago. So <laughs> we went all the way down the, to Chicago. BMW in that BMW didn't make it there. F450. So we go all the way down to Chicago and this bouncy ass F450. It's like lifted, bounce, duly, just bouncing. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm like talking to all these. I'm already talking with people that build McLaren motors on the way down, trying to figure out what my options are. So the options basically came out to, if the dealer does it, it's $130,000. Not warrantied. Not warranted. Nope. There won't be a warranty on it. The car has no warranty. Yes. So for those who don't know, I mean, probably most. uh, Safe to assume. (laughs) Yeah, safe. Uh, So the car was tuned, had downpipes, cats, bunch of other stuff done to it. Um so it made 830 at the wheel. Oof. That's a... Like, for... For... Uh, overview, when it was stock, when we were at Heartland, it did... Uh, on 285 rear tires on Nankings, I think, in the quarter mile, it did a 10-4 <laughs> at 144 miles an hour. That's so fast. With... Hold on. With a 2.2 60 foot. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. All right. 
because you can't do anything about it. It right. literally just yeah. spins the back tires and yeah. it's like, nope, 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 nope. Okay, now I can use my power. Second gear. Yep, especially on those little tiny street no mod tires. Wall. Yeah. So um with the with the tune down the back straight at Gingerman it does between one fifty eight and one sixty three. It's so fast at Gingerman. <laughs> it's insane. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. Um but yeah. So we're talking to people on the way down. So there's the stock option. It's like 130K. Um, there's a 4.2 liter stroker, titanium rods, Wiseco pistons, all sorts of other things built to handle 1800 horsepower. Yes. That's a hundred grand. So that's actually, the tune. so that's actually cheaper than putting cheaper a stock than, motor in there from the cheaper than the dealer doing it. And then, so then I called around to the place that did my mobile oil change and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can get it from McLaren. The motor will cost you 67000 brand new. Turbos, uh, alternator, AC condenser. So hopefully now it will have AC because it's never really worked since I've owned it. Um, so basically a brand new motor from McLaren. And then it's ten k to put it in. So seventy eight. And then, so I agreed to that scenario after thinking I had this whole plan. I was going to put it back to stock, put extended warranty back on it, do all this stuff. I'm pretty um, sure when we left Road America, you were buying a 1,300 horsepower. Yep, the titanium one. Uh, That's McLaren. what I was going to do. When, when we left Road America, that is where you were at, When I'm yep. pretty sure. It was. So... The downfall to that option, and they actually matched like the factory warranty. So he was going to give; they were going to give two-year warranty on that. The problem is, is they couldn't say how much the tune was going to be to make it work. He was like, "It could be six grand, it could be fifteen grand." He's like, "We just why? That's yeah, I'm confused as to why." So basically. What I've learned with McLaren is you can take your average shop time cost and multiply it by five. And that's what the hourly rate is. Like to pull a McLaren motor and put it back in on average looks like it's about a 20 hour job. So why is it $10,000? Right. Right. So, um, and I, the more I talked to them, the more I started like, Okay, this is not what I want to do. I don't need a 1300 horsepower McLaren. I need a, a 900 or an 800 horsepower McLaren. And I don't even really need that. It's like a lot. <laughs> right. So, um so I went with them because my thought was is I would get a brand new long block everything from McLaren and then put it together bring it back to McLaren, have an extended warranty put back on it and then keep doing what I do with it. So I made this decision. We were going this route. I also decided why we're in there. Let's do all the trans flush and everything else. So like another $10,000 of stuff since we're already in there and the motor's out, let's do all this other maintenance stuff. So as we're going through, 
So they still haven't even started on it yet. The motor and everything is there. They're supposed to start on it on Tuesday and then to be backed by next Tuesday. So on the 19th, it's I'll be driving back from Atlanta with it to say, Detroit. Isn't it in Atlanta? You mean yep. from you mean from De, from Atlanta to Topeka? To Topeka. No. no. Are you, so are you actually so, going to go to Detroit? So we're going Atlanta. I'm going to drive it all the way home to Detroit. So I'm not. I'm going to fly down and drive. Oh, the car you're back. driving the car. Okay. <laughs> yep. And then we're going to load up like the next day and then go to Topeka. So it needs to have miles on it. Yep before I go there. And if I go down with the RV, that means Alex is going to drive it, but she's going to go like 65 miles an hour behind the RV with the cruise control set for eight hours, basically. Whereas if I drive it back from Atlanta, I'm going to do 140 <laughs> down to like 75 to 190. Well, that is a proper break. You know, do put, <laughs> yeah, but you, got, you, you can't, you can't just set it at cruise. You got to break the oh, engine. You got to break man. it. In. Yeah. And if I get pulled over, that's when I'm going to tell them. Yeah, that's what I would tell them. The first question is going to be, where's your license plate? And I'm going to say, I just came from a car meet, and I don't have a screwdriver because I've never had a license plate on the car. It's always in the back, like behind the driver's seat. Yep. It just says McCarran on the back. (laughs) Which is fitting. And then the next question will be, why are you going so fast? I'm like, well, I'm breaking (laughs) this new motor, and here's my paperwork. This is acceptable, I I hope. I don't think that's going to help. I think so. It's fine. Jesus um, Christ. So, yeah. So, after I make this decision, uh, McLaren North America called me. And actually, I was talking with Andy Hollis about it. So, they called us both within almost the same day and said, extended warranties will no longer cover track usage oh. unless... You have proof that you had your car inspected before and after each event. Oh. So every time you go there, it's like fifteen hundred bucks for them to say, say yeah, which you're is good. Like, which is not cheap, I'm sure. A yep. four-digit no. number at least. So, I mean, what I do, I've done five grid life events this year. So it would have been fifteen thousand dollars just in inspection fees. On yeah, because you got to do a before and after, so that's three grand per event. Yep. Yep. Oof. And then another, then extended warranty for the year is $6,000. So I was talking with Jimmy Rock about it when uh, we were at Mid-Ohio the week after. Is he trying to sell you on the Porsche life? Oh, yeah, of course. He's always trying to sell me on that. Right. <laughs> um, but he was like, I never would get track because you can't get, I mean, you can. You could buy track coverage. It's just not feasible. Like from Haggerty or something like that? Yeah. Or locked in or something? Yep. So it's $1,000 for every hundred grand. And then they don't cover oh. the first 15%. Great. That's oh. Per, that's per day. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Can you just get a mechanical so, warrant? Like, nope. I'll, I'll, I'll cover it if I crash. I just yeah. want the engine covered. Nope. I don't care. Oh, man. So, like, Jimmy and I were talking. We're like, yeah, we could have bought, like, eight motors if we would have, you know, went this route. Um, so, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so, McLaren calls both Andy and I up and is like, yep. So, 
you don't have an extended warranty coverage if you're going to track your car anymore. And as much as I would love to be able to be like, yeah, I don't actually track my car. It is all over GridLife's website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Rob. So I think it's fine. Um, I think my plan for next year is to use it for some select events. I'll come to Heartland. I'll use it for one lap uh, unless somebody beats me, and then I'll just use the Omni the rest of the time. So hopefully you're going to Heartland so you can see the Omni. You oh, can, I'll be there. You can drive it. boy. I don't want to drive yeah. it. Yeah, you're driving it. I'm not driving it. 315 horse at the wheel, 2,000-pound yeah, Dodge I Omni. I don't want to drive that at all. Oh, yeah. It's rowdy. <laughs> when the McLaren owner says the Omni's rowdy. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think what that was, some, then we slapped some bags of wine. Slap, yeah, yep, did, we slapped did. the bag. That was a thing. So yeah, you you got to try bagged wine or boxed yeah, wine. And then my, I remember sitting there later that night, and my shirt smelled like this crappy cab. Like, what does it smell on my shirt? <laughs> <laughs> That's when we were eating fancy cheese and meat. Oh yeah, you missed oh, out on that, right. Robbie. I did. In my brain, I was like, "All right, we need to do something to take." my mind off of this money that I just lost. Let's eat cheese and meat. <laughs> in like the in the RV grabbing yeah, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I think uh, Alex's mom, I think may have had the best weekend of her life there. I think she That's, like thoroughly enjoyed herself oh, yeah. there. That's always like she, uh, her mom has so much fun that like she goes home and like talks about it. So she went to Heartland for the first time last year, I think was her first race. And then she went to Watkins Glen, which was terrible. Um, I mean, Watkins Glen is great. The fact that it rains. Yeah. It was not a good weekend. It's terrible for me. So hypothetically speaking, I mean, I was four seconds faster than everybody in track mod at Watkins Glen before it started raining. And then I finished sixth in the rain. Oh, like hypothetically speaking, I have three track records and four wins, but I really have three wins, two track records, and uh, um, two six places. Because I finish in sixth place at Mid Ohio with the M3 before it fireballed. We'll get there. <laughs> so, but yeah, she she absolutely loves it. Like. I remember the first time when she went to Heartland last year, I was like, there's no way she's going to have fun. No way. There's no way. Like, we're going to the middle of nowhere in Kansas. Literally. She's not going to have fun. She's not going to have fun. We get there set up. She's like, this is amazing. I'm like, Kathy, nothing's even happened yet. <laughs> like, nothing has happened. We're just set up. We're, like, oh. we're just camping at this point. Yeah, we're we're glamping. <laughs> So people um, pay big money for that. Oh yeah, I, I did. <laughs> Essentially. Uh, so, but yeah, she she likes it so much so that she, uh, whenever she goes home now, her sister, who's like, I think she's a couple years older than her, she like bothers her all the time. Like, when am I going? When do I get to go? Oh Jesus! <laughs> and I always have to be like, all right, look, like. I can be very temperamental. I don't. Like I have. I'm, you know, I'm not here to hang out. 
Yep. Jason doesn't want to have a gaggle of old ladies just following him around. <laughs> a harem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That would be so funny. There's just like four old grandmas just <laughs> just, just, just hurting around. I, I come out, and then they're all just following behind me. <laughs> they're just like baking cookies for people and stuff. It'd be the best. All right, yeah, I'm all in on this now. <laughs> I think my mom, my, my actual, my mother was very angry when she found out that Alex's mom went. She was like, I never got invited. <laughs> Jason's response was, to be fair, I didn't invite her either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much choice in the matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, though. She's fun. Yeah. So Yeah. No, she fit right in with all of us. Yeah. I just oh, I yeah. think that and was then, a bit of an experience for yeah. her. And then Jess and Alex hit it off. So now they're, they're yep. buddies. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure they're probably uh, texting right now. Probably right now, yeah. Are, they Are these clowns now? still talking? Oh, she's actually at her parents' house this weekend. Well, so. I thought about texting her. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's watching uh, uh, U.S. Open Tennis. Oh, gosh. And then he got bored and then watched us. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then he took the BMW out and everything was fine. <clears throat> yeah, so then uh, went out and at Road America and was like, all right, Dalton, you can't get beat by me twice in the weekend with two different cars, so you better go faster. And, that was uh, the goal, was to beat it with both cars. It was. <laughs> I think I, what, two seconds behind, maybe, something like that. Yeah, you didn't end up that far behind. No. That car is so drastically different. I, yeah. Yeah, I would imagine. Like, not even in the same realm. It's. I mean, it's basically still street mod prep, so it's... On, it was on super old Nankangs, 285s from like two or three seasons ago. Um, but now it's got a full cage, nothing inside. So why why did you do that with that car? Mm. <laughs> like, what's the goal? What, what was the – because that's – the cage was new at Midwest. Yep. The so it's not like you've had this finished. thing for a while and it's been caged. It's – you know. Nope. So I bought it. So I bought that car with a half a Bitcoin that I paid $800 for. Right. Uh, when was, uh, We heard about his Bitcoin ventures. Yeah. They're enough to upset me. They they talked about it at length at dinner. Uh, it's with, enough to with, upset with, a man, you know, isn't yeah, it? Because you're yeah. just sitting there like, I'm, I'm why a, did I not? I am broken poor. And why did I you, not get in on that? Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> No, Rob, who was at dinner with us uh, with the green 600 LT, he's like the crypto mastermind of this whole crew. He's like, hey, we're going to do this. And he's on a chat with like the Winklevoss brothers and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. How much? Whatever he says, just do it. Doesn't matter. So I bought that car when the 600 LT uh, motor blew up and I needed something to go, I think, to Road America. Maybe it was Midwest Fest. I can't remember. In 2021. Um, So I bought it from a guy in Chicago. And it already had like a half cage inside of it. And we were down at the Smoky Mountains. And I had it shipped down there. So I paid my buddy owns like this medical distribution company with a bunch of drivers. So I had I gave him like, I think $1,000 to have one of his guys just drive it down. So we could use it on the tail of the dragon for like two hours like after i bought it um 
He's poor. Oh my god, just bring this thing down. He's poor. Right? Brought it down there. And he doesn't like wasting money either. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really do anything with it last year. Like I would drive it back and forth. And last year we put a ESS supercharger on it. So 620 horse supercharger or whatever, Vortec basically. And I was like, we got to figure out something. And everything is so expensive on the McLaren. Like I really like to like do things like tinker with stuff. So I remember, I remember we were forgetting something. So at one point you had wanted to know how much the titanium harness bar costs. Yes. Yeah. You have a, yeah, you have a harness bar in your McLaren and you wouldn't tell me what it costs because you wanted to be on the podcast. You could tell me. Yep. It's really good that you're sitting down, Robbie. Okay. I'm just saying. So, so it's, it's, it's not even like a roll cage. It's just a harness bar. At least a harness doesn't, bar. It doesn't need a roll cage. Cause it's McLaren with the carbon monocoque. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yep. So titanium MSO harness bar. So from McLaren, do you want what I paid or what the retail is right now? Yes. Well, now that I know that batteries cost seven grand, my number is sky high. So I want to know both numbers. So the retail is thirty thousand dollars. What? <laughs> For a harness bar? But it comes with. Does it come with har- harnesses? It comes with harnesses. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. That's the three hundred dollar harnesses. Are they thousand dollar harnesses? Okay. They're yeah. color match. They're. Okay, they're, they're, they're McLaren branded right. yeah, saw belts. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. got yeah. it. And it matches the rest of the orange. You know, I paid fourteen thousand for the harness bar, brand new, and then another twelve hundred for the harnesses. I'm so sorry that you're so poor. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just so poor. Like we literally just had like a normal ribeye steak for dinner. We didn't even have wagyu. I didn't even tonight. eat dinner. Didn't even have wagyu, Robbie. <laughs> You want to know what my dinner was tonight? This free root beer that you he's, gave me. He's, tomorrow he's going to fly in a sushi chef. It's fine. Oh, oh, I'm in on that. We have, we can get to that. Some of our outlandish ideas. If you guys want to talk about it later, <laughs> always that might have to be a second episode. Um, so yeah, so fourteen grand for a harness bar. Um, That's so we should be building bucks. McLaren parts. Yes. That's nuts. I mean, even in titanium, that's what two thousand dollars worth of parts at most. Yeah, I, I think I, I, can't I think we imagine. priced it out because it's kind of intricate. Let's say three thousand. Man, that's a really good profit margin. Yeah, someone's making money hand over fist. Not McLaren. Well, so, they got to fund the F one team. Yeah. Well, they also have to pay for hundred thousand dollar motor warranties all the time. Correct. Nah, it can't be all the time. Only like it's three people actually put them on track. Yeah, but I think a lot of people still blow them up. Yeah, it's a lot. So I was talking with the uh, mechanic, and he said the difference between the old ones and the new ones is more people are wrecking like MP412Cs and the 650s. So there's an abundance of motors. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there's like an abundance of motors, whereas more people are blowing up 720 motors than are uh, crashing them. Interesting. So a seven, the cheapest motor, 720 motor I could find that wasn't from McLaren was 45 grand. Wow. And it had 25,000 miles on it. 
so it probably needed new rods. Yeah, they need new everything. Yeah. <laughs> what is a rebuild interval? Like, what's a high mileage McLaren? I think the highest uh, 720 I've ever seen is like 30,000 miles. What's yours have? It literally 20,100 miles when it, when, it would pop. when it decided it didn't want to work anymore. Wow. Do you think that that was probably specifically a track thing or would that have happened no. if you just street drove it? Hmm. Uh, I want to know who's listening to the podcast before <laughs> right, I start that's there. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fair. I'll give you that. So it's fine. So until rev up, it was completely stock. Right. And then I put a tune on it and 800 miles later, it doesn't work. All right. People have sent me videos where they're data logging for the same tune and it throws a rod while they're data logging parked in their driveway. Oh my God. All right then. Noted. So much so I'm like, hey, uh, I'm going to need you to put my stock tune back on. And they're like, yeah, can you just not talk about this? Whoops. Don't. Can't, can't promise. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, and it's it's not cheap. Like oh, I'm sure. Everything. Oh, I, I can't imagine. $6,000 for a McLaren tune off the shelf. It doesn't even include dyno. Jeez. So. Ooh. That's nuts. We should be doing supercar stuff. Yeah, for other people. Right, like, yeah, like, yeah. literally I mean, don't I own I mean, it. like, selling the yeah, parts yeah, yeah. to them. I want to open a, a supercar shop. Yeah. No warranties. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's. I feel like that's how everybody else is. I think a lot of them do offer warranties. Some do. I don't, yeah, some do. Yeah, some do. I'm Porsches. Right. And Lamborghinis. Yeah. But it's... But is a Porsche supercar? Should we get into this argument? Oh, God. Uh, yes, it is. Sure. Because they're expensive. Yes. That makes it a supercar. Yeah. No, no. Because the doors open up like Pet Ravi's is a supercar. <laughs> I'll give you that. My Cavalier was a supercar. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Your Omni you could have be. Vertical doors. Yes, I had them in then high yes. school on my Cavalier. Then yes. I still love that picture of us parked next to each other with our doors up. With the doors up. It's so cocky. <laughs> But I, I didn't even notice it at first, and Alex was like, hey, do you see Robbie's doors? I'm like, no. I look over, I'm like, oh, Jesus. God damn it. God damn it. This guy over here. Those are Mustang hinges. He just drilled holes through the factory, like, door. Yeah. Oh, really? So, some of us, I, yeah, I could reuse a couple of them. And but just yeah. nut and bolted it. It's fine. They're hinges. I like, I like when you were going through your issues as if the... I think it was maybe that whole area. Even Dalton had an issue where his diffuser was like coming off or something, right? We all had issues, and I remember at one point I looked over and you couldn't get the door to close, and you're like closing the door and push. I'm like, at least mine just closes. <laughs> if mine cost as much as yours did, it would close too. Yeah. No, no. So those fail too. So the actuator locks fail. I was going to say, careful, buddy, because. Uh... Next time, yeah. In the in the springtime, we were in the Smoky Mountains. I was putting on a rally, and we stopped at like this Mexican restaurant for lunch. And I closed the door, 
we're driving and a light comes on and says door not closed neutral selected so i'm like hitting the gas it's not going anywhere oh geez and i like push the door out and it's not locking i'm slamming it. it's not <laughs> locking i'm like the hell's going on with this thing you're not so i had to like drive with my arm like hanging out the door <laughs> to keep it closed we're doing like 80 miles an hour my arm's like hanging out i'm waiting for the All door the to fly open <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a pain in the ass. And then we went into McDonald's to go to the restroom, came back on, it worked perfectly fine. Just had to like reset a sensor. Yeah. And, oh, weird. They call it like the British reset. <laughs> you, just, you just shut it off, lock the car, and walk away. Come back 20 minutes later, and it's fine. That's like everybody's thing when they're like, yeah, uh, my radio stopped working. They're like, just turn it off, lock the car come back and it'll work fine <laughs> and more times than not that is the actual fix and it never comes back nope just a weird ass gremlin it's bizarre weird. so uh where were we you were, oh, take, BMW you were taking your things. bmw yeah so we used the bmw at road america made it through the weekend and then um i won an, a reward for spirit of time attack. Yep. Um, for your stuff. I don't know. I don't know if it was because it was, I, uh, it was in pity. That's what it was. Maybe everything, but I probably would have won just for the trailer debacle. It probably could have <laughs> ended there. Yeah. Any one of those situations could have been enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, super grateful, like a uh, really cool trophy. I like it a lot. It's probably the most expensive trophy I own. <laughs> hypothetically speaking yeah yeah that's um, fair so then we loaded up the Beamer the McLaren came all the way back home unloaded the McLaren loaded back up the Beamer put the Mini Cooper so we have a Mini Cooper S it's Alex's little race car she calls it so we put that on and then we went to Grand Rapids for a week but then mid-Ohio from there and on the second session at Mid-Ohio, so practice, I was only there basically to collect points because of the rain at Watkins Glen. The second session, it was coming out of turn one, going up at about 6,000 RPM, and the motor decided it didn't want to be together anymore, and it literally exploded as a fireball. Um, Just like under the car, all the way back. Under the car, the back, like the whole... like. Parts, all the engine wiring harness are melted away. It burned for probably 10, 15 minutes. They Jeez. dumped over 200 gallons of water onto it. Oh, my gosh. I didn't <laughs> they were, know it was that bad. Holy they shit. They were spraying the inside of the car. The thing that I found the funniest of everything was, so it blows up. I'm in front of Fez, and it, like, lets go. You can see in the video, he's getting pelted with motor parts, yeah. right? So I like pull off to the side and stop. And uh, I don't even remember getting out. Alex, we are on comms and Alex is like, you're on fire. And as I pulled off in the grass, I popped the cam lock. I got out and I remember walking away from the car. And then I was like, oh, I need my solo. I got to go back. <laughs> so I like go back and I grab my solo off the car. And uh, so the corner worker is like yelling at me. Sir, sir, you got to get away from the fire. It's not safe. What if something happens? 
I'm like, no, I get it. Like I'm on my way over. So I'm like full suit, like gloves, socks, baklava, everything. Right. The fire people show up and they're in shorts and a t-shirt. What? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm the unsafe one here. Weird. I didn't know that was even allowed. Yep. They showed up. They were in shorts and a t-shirt at mid Ohio to put the fire out. So they winch it up, drop it in the back or whatever. And I like come in. I'm like, I'm fine. Talk to Alex, go up, uh, say hi to Jabay or whatever. He's like, it's just not your week. Is it? I'm like, no, cause this is like eight days later. Uh huh. I'm like, no. So I'm like, yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to go home. <laughs> and he's I, like, I've had it. Okay. Enough. Like, hopefully it'll be better. I'm like, yeah, I, I just, uh, we've been gone for two weeks now at this point. I'm like, I just, I'm going to go home. So he like went home and assessed the situation and everything. And, but yeah, so looking at it now, it looks like, uh, rod snapped and basically was still connected to the crank and was like just gouging like it just blew the whole part of the motor apart so the whole front of the block is separated from the back of the block <laughs> so it just turned into like a cutting wheel yep holy shit so there's hold there's a hole all the way around the bottom it looks like somebody took like a like a job saw and just cut the bo- the block apart of the bottom. Oh and then in the gosh. V was cut open there too. So the only thing holding it together, are the heads, the whole front. Wow. <laughs> so it's in Chicago right now at my buddy's uh, mechanic. And we're looking at LSs. Hell yeah, bro. The only thing that kind of sucks with that is that the V8 that was in that car is really cool. Yeah. Because it revs out so far. I mean, not that you can't get an LS that can do that yep. too, but uh, yeah, I mean. I agree. I mean, it sounded super cool on the dyno. Yeah, it does sound super cool. It's, it's always been one of my favorite V8s because it's such a high revving from the factory. So a used one of that is $12,000. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. I'm not surprised. I'm actually surprised it's only twelve. Well, I mean. It's better than seventy five grand, but yeah. you know perspective. But then I need to buy a wiring harness uh-huh. and all this other stuff, and well, it's going to be very difficult to tune it to what I really want to do. Everybody knows that uh, LS swaps only cost five hundred dollars. Yeah, they're cheap, so it's fine. Hmm. Can you point me in that direction? <laughs> well, when I did it, it oh, was... Oh, do you want to do it correctly? Oh, oh that's a lot oh. more money. That's $5,000 to start. No, no, it's way more than that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, a used Escalade motor is, like, four grand right now yeah, for a low-miles low one. Dalton was saying um, last weekend that, like, even, even, like, what used to be... $300 junkyard motors are now like $2,000 junkyard motors. That shit's gotten way out of control. Yep. Yep. So I just sent a guy before we got on um, a message. So the LS3 that was in the Grand Sport is a dry sump. Yeah. It's like one of the only dry sump LS3s. So they want 7900 bucks for it. Oof. So I'm like, eh, what if I pick it up? Is it any better? So I'm waiting for him to respond. So the plan is to do an LS3 keeping the DCT 
Ooh. Yes. So we'll keep the Beamer DCT. So working with Mike and Chris from Seems Legit. So we'll keep the DCT. Yeah. It'll have its own standalone. The computer or the LS will have a, the Holly Terminator X set up. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, then we'll detune it and run in GLTC. So you should talk to Dalton because I think he still has the factory dry sump that he took off of his Corvette. Really? I think so. Which is only kind of like a semi dry sump. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine. Like a partial. But yeah. And I according mean, to him, if I remember right, because I asked him about it, I feel like he said that it would still work on other LSs. Yeah, I think because it's, it's the same LS oil pan yeah. setup itself, it's and everything's external. Specific. And he would probably just be happy to get it out of his garage. Well, I think we got it. What's his thing? He'd like over under whatever. Oh, what you got to flip a coin for. Yeah, flip. Yeah, yeah, a coin flip. Yeah, free or a thousand. <laughs> whatever he asks for it, offer him half at a coin flip, and you'll get it for half. No, I'll just give him the money. No, no. No, that's not for the content, Jason. You, you <laughs> yeah, have to you just, live you just, differently You just now. said that you didn't like wasting money, so this is a way to save money. Yeah, but it, I literally got a text message string of where he's complaining about money. No, see, he's just like you. You're poor. <laughs> I like the air quotes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Robbie and I got a, a front row uh, viewing of Dalton's finances this week he's fine it's fine don't it's worry fine. about yeah, it it'll be, it'll be fine. <laughs> it's worse than you think it is it's fine <laughs> it uh yeah i'll have to send him a message because yeah, yeah. I, I know at one point he had it and he was just like literally trying to get rid of it to anybody who would take it i don't know if if he still has it or not but at one point because he put a daily i think on yeah the other ones is like Evier or something like that. They're all yeah. like twenty three hundred bucks. Yeah, I think he put a daily dry sump on it. Daily. Okay. Can't remember. I don't remember. He has, but he put a when he bought the LS three that's in his car now. It just came with a regular oil pan, and mm-hmm. he bought a full fledged dry sump to put on it while he was there. Yeah. So. so the plan is run GLTC, and then any race that we drive by Iowa, I'll just come and force Robbie to go. Yes. I'd be mean, like weird. There's a spot on this trailer. All right, I'm in. That works out. <laughs> Are you going to Laguna? Do you take Robbie? I don't know. Z Are we Laguna? going to Laguna? No, we're not going. Robbie, to Laguna. let's go no. to Laguna. No, bro. Finances. I mean, we could not. Li- not don't making it happen. It. We could RV it to Laguna. Tickets are going to be free, Robbie. Yeah, there are, there are people. There are people tickets. Look, that they people are already trying to sell tickets are. at a less than face value. How about this? We'll RV it. And we'll split the gas there and back. We'll Omni it. So here's the... Yeah, I'll say... So the, the Omni oh is God. running off of oh like God. six PSI. I don't... Wastegate manifold pressure. I don't know how you're going to turn that down enough. Well, if the, if the dyno's not there, how are we going to yeah. How are we gonna police that? Right. No, that's out. fine, but it'll be at Laguna. I'm going to hang out right behind Robbie, and then as soon as... As soon as... A, Checker flag comes out. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. It's uh, when we used it. So we bought it to do lemons racing. I, I know you've seen it, right? So yeah, I looked at it long and hard when it was for sale because I was like, "Oh, this thing is 
This that thing's got like seven thousand dollars in AN fittings on it. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> like it's, it's. I have a picture. I'll send it to you because we were in the pit at the. It's at the mechanics right now, and uh, it's got like three fuel filters underneath the car and two pumps. Why? Like, why does this thing need two fuel pumps under That's the car crazy. and one in the tank? Weird. So when we did a we did a lemons race at pit race. And uh, we ran it on just six PSI. And I can go 45 minutes on a tank of gas. So on 10 gallons, it uses 10 gallons in 45 minutes. And then my buddy, That's who's not, is that, maybe 10. It doesn't seem that bad. It's not great, but it's not terrible. No, it makes yeah. 300 wheels. Yeah. Well, no, that's on like 18 pounds of boost. I don't know what it makes on six. I just know it's super rich because on diesel it shoots a ridiculous flame out the side. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but my buddy could go an hour and 45 minutes on the same tank of gas. That's, that's good. <laughs> that, that, that's good. Oh, okay. He was, uh, what was I doing? 110, 113s, and he was doing 130s, something oh. like that. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, well, that's. But the thing's a riot because I don't care about it. So, like, there'd be five cars going into a turn, and I'm like, I'm dive-bombing you to the inside. <laughs> and I would be one tire on the on the pavement and just hammer it, and it would just, the quaff would engage and just pull me all around the corner. It's got a quaff in it? Oh, it's got everything. <sighs> Name something that an Omni has. Man. That Suspension. Was... That's the only thing you're missing. It has, like, Coney Yellows. Yeah. Man. But it has like a Watts link bar in the back. Oh, it's got a PT Cruiser Watts link in it, huh? Yeah. Fancy. That could be in your garage. Uh, yep. If anything, I should just jack the one I have up, pull the coilovers off of it, and give them to Jason. You have coilovers on yours? I have uh, custom brand new, basic. They have less than 50 miles on them. <laughs> uh, two-way, like, ER line BCs. I mean, I know a poor guy that's got an Omni. <laughs> Use them. Like the goal, this the goal at Heartland is you're literally driving it in <sighs> HPDE. I'm not driving it. Yeah, you're driving. I'm not driving it. Nobody even knows if you can drive anymore. I. That's why I don't want to drive it. <laughs> I feel like that's a death trap for me. It's not. It's got a full cage. Yeah. That's not the point. But it's. I, I like. There's there's never been a car you've been more comfortable with. No way, dude! I'd, I'd be, be terrified just, be of that Just car. like jumping into your own car. I'd be so scared yep. of that car. No way. If he can drive it, I won't be able to sit in that seat and drive it. It's, it's on a slider. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's an endurance car, man. Yeah. I thought for sure it wouldn't be on a slider. That sucks. <laughs> How convenient. I don't. I won't have a helmet. It's fine. You're driving it. Oh, weird. I have extras. We, yeah, so we, we definitely not, have helmets. I'm not driving that car. Spare, spare balaclavas, you'll be fine. I'm not driving that car. You're That's driving. Okay. Um, nope. Yeah. What else? What other questions you got about me? I mean, I feel like... You know, we just talked about what you had for I feel a like, summer. Yeah, <laughs> getting into the rallies and stuff like that. We, we sh That's almost like another show. That's absolutely another show. Yeah, that, that's some, uh, some crazy shenanigans. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Where were you at, and why weren't you at dinner with us? Well, first of all, no one invited me. That's part of it. That's his job. But second, well, no, if know. you expect Robbie to I'm do that, inviting him first. If Robbie got it, it would be way too not Midwest. Robbie can't invite me to something he got invited to. That, that would, would be, be so rude. rude. And secondly, I was at my uh, grandparents' house that weekend anyway. I was three and a half hours away. I wouldn't have been able to make it anyway. This is this is normal. This is how Robbie says too. He's like, uh, "Oh, you're at the machine shed. Thanks for the invite. Are you in town? No, we're in South Dakota. I know. I already knew this. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the invite, anyways. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just nice to be invited. I'm gonna say no, but it feels nice to be invited. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even say no. I said yes, and I drove a half hour to go see him. Yeah, you did see him. Yep. It was nice. I was, I'm was. i still waiting for my invite to uh, the trucking museum. Yes. Oh, we can get I this go anytime. Anytime. We were there. We had a private tour. I know. That's what I want. When do you want to go? When are you on going the way to? to come out on the way to Heartland. That's literally the opposite direction. <laughs> it'll be at work because I'm probably not even going to take a day off for for Harlem. Since it's so a, he was with us since too. it's a Saturday and Sunday, they get trip. all like flustered on how I introduced them. Yep. Like everywhere we went, I'm like, "Hey, uh, anywhere in Iowa?" I'm like, "You know, you're with the most famous guys from Iowa right now." <laughs> and his his wife gets like all red. She's like, "You just introduced me to everybody from now on." <laughs> so they got married at. Uh, Somewhere in Iowa City, I think. Yeah, we were at. We went to their wedding and then hung out at the graduate and all that stuff downtown last October, something like that. But super cool. So we uh, we stayed there at at their house. We got there at like eleven o'clock at night, and then one of our our buddy that has a six hundred LT, he met us in the morning. So he drove through the night across from Connecticut. So he owns a fish market in Connecticut. And the goal was, is we would sleep, he would show up and then go right to sleep. Well, you can't go right to sleep when you're at the trucking museum. So we're like walking around the trucking museum. He's like a little kid. He's like, Oh my God, this is so amazing. For those not uh, know, there is a, the world's largest self-proclaimed, the world's largest truck stop on I 80, uh, East of Iowa City, and yeah, it's basically there is like, a truck uh, or there's a trucking museum at the truck stop, and apparently Jason is besties with the guy whose family owns that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So you want to? This is a funny story. We gotta tell this one. So <laughs> I put on like the largest Ford Raptor events in the country, right? So like everybody else is letting trx's and stuff in but i'm like super bougie i'm like no trx's only ford rafters so i put on this ford raptor event it's called the snowball we've been doing it since like 2013 um 130 ford rafters in the upper peninsula of michigan in the winter time 700 miles off road we stay outside of escanaba and it's a big party at a casino it's a literally a riot like it is so much fun so how many people end up in jail nobody i don't think anybody's ever been to jail um dalton can fix that yeah i don't think anybody's ever even been pulled over wow but every year there's at least one total truck 
because like people try to follow me down like these roads that I, I grew up in the UP. So there's people that'll try to follow me down these icy roads that I grew up on. And I just like check out as like a normal rate of speed. And then they're like peeled off into the ditches. <laughs> one truck got craned by a logging truck one year, like picked it up and like plopped it back onto the road. Cause it was upside down. Jeez. So Billy, whose family owns the Iowa 80 truck stop in Joplin 44 and uh, one in South Carolina in every cat scale in the country. Oh, really? So yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. That's interesting. So. There's um, only like three of those in Des Moines alone. I yeah. mean, that's, that's a significant business. So we were talking about it because he came back. So we brought his Audi out to the rally and he rode back, him and his wife rode back with us. So they flew out and came back when the rally was done. So in like 2014, I did an eBay auction for a spot because the event, the Raptor event sells out in like 20 minutes. So that's how popular it is. Okay, grid life. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he won this eBay auction. It was 18. So at the time, it was like $400 to get into the snowball. Now it's 1300 but it includes hotels and all this other stuff. So he bid $1,800 on eBay, and I donated all of it to Wounded Warrior Project, I think, back then. So he's in a different group. So I'm, like, leading a group. I get a phone call. Hey, somebody just hit a tree. And I'm like, okay. Well, we're 10 minutes behind you. I'll come up. So I come up and this guy, I didn't know who he was, literally tried to cut his truck in half with the tree. Like <laughs> it's like wrapped around the engines, basically in the back seat. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, we're in the middle of nowhere. Like we got to pull him out. So I hook a toe strap up to him and I'm pulling him down the road. We're doing like 55 miles an hour, <laughs> pulling a truck with no brakes, no power, no nothing. And he's in the back, like trying to keep it slowed down. So we bring it to this place where uh, I used to eat like in, when I was a teenager and stuff. And I walked in and I'm like, hey, remember me? Like, we're going to leave this truck here for a little bit and somebody's going to come and pick it up. Like, hope that's okay. I'm like, yeah, no problem, no problem. So we're, he's... Billy's in my truck in the back seat. And I'm like, so what do you do? You know, like, who are you? And he's like, oh, yeah, like, uh, I work at a museum. I'm like the curator of this museum, basically. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so where are you from? He's like, Iowa. I'm like, okay. How, how are you getting home? Like, your truck, you're clearly not driving. He's like, I think I'm going to have the the jet come and get me. I'm like, <laughs> that's normal music museum curator things for sure. I'm like, I look, I turn around, I look in the back. So I'm like, don't take this the wrong way. I thought you're fucking homeless. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, we have a two, two jets. I'm like, so I'm sorry. What do you do again? <laughs> Art museum, maybe? He's like, yeah, I run a, a museum, a trucking museum. I'm like, a trucking museum? He's like, yeah, for the Iowa 80 truck stop. I'm like, okay. He's like, my family owns the Iowa 80 truck stop. And I'm like, 
That's why you have two jets. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So this is so this is how we met him, and his wife is Ashton Kutcher's cousin. <laughs> so famous, famous Iowa Iowans, yeah. Iowa famous things, Iowa yeah. people. Yeah. So we uh, we always give them anytime we go somewhere. Like in Casey's, I'm introducing him. I like ring the bells. <laughs> I'm like attention all. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. But we've had some, some wild ideas, like do like food options, like go use his private jet and go to like Maine, get a lobster and then go to like Nebraska, watch a cow get slaughtered and get like beef and then go to like Alaska and get crab legs and then end up in like Vegas and cook it on a rooftop thing with like a select group of people. And I'm like, Billy, this is what we need. We need a price on how much it's going to cost to use the airplane. <laughs> and he goes, I'm going to say what you tell me all the time. If you have to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> like, so we should just do it is what you're saying, right? We should just do this. And he's like, we're not doing this. <laughs> <sighs> Shit. Fine. But, that's That's serious fuck you stuff. Yeah. So when we were driving back from, I don't want to get into other businesses' business, but when we but when we were driving back, I was like, we had nothing to do. Like it's twelve hours probably from Denver to uh, whatever Davenport, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, so how much money do you guys make per way? It's like basically half. Like. <sighs> Wow. So you're paying for all this gas. He's <laughs> like, no, crazy. I already gave you money to ship the car. We're good, right? I'm like, yeah, we're good. That's fine. <laughs> but that's wild. I don't think they make a ton of money. I mean, obviously, the truck stop is good. Yep. Yeah. But I think their number, they have two airplanes to fly mechanics all over the country to fix way scales. Well, uh, Ryan Seiler used to do that for a living. For them? No, but he used to work for a company that did like scale calibrations and stuff oh, like yeah. that. For because all around here, all the grain elevators have scales yep. and stuff like that. So he used to work for a company that did that sort of stuff. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, my wife is texting me, wondering where I am. We just got started. It means the apple orchard's over. <laughs> well, yeah, it's getting pretty dark out. <laughs> My free ride without her bothering me. Is so, she in the driveway? No, no. In your Pacifica? The no, door's I, not working just, again. No, no. Come on. Don't put that on me. I put all the hinges on it. Leave me alone. You put brand new hinges on his McLaren, too, and it's yeah, no problem. But I don't own a McLaren. Look what happens. But you could. Could I, though? If you sold everything... Even still, dude. Just, I mean, it's not that expensive. It's just payments. The, it's just a payment. The equity I have in my house would not pay for a down payment on the cheapest McLaren you'll find me. I think the cheapest one I saw was like 80 yeah, It's just Corvette money at that point. So you could get a 12C for 80 and put a motor in it every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually like my one of my thought processes is... If I get rid of the 720, I'll buy a 12C with some crazy built motor because they're cheaper. 
Right. So yeah. instead of being sixty grand, they're eighteen grand. Just put an LS in it. Yeah, that's what uh, um, Brad from Chicane. Yeah. Motorsports. The He's BMW like, guy. how much to buy your car right now? The McLaren. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, uh, like at Road America. Oh. Yep. I'm like, <laughs> and the way it sits right now, it's probably worth like one sixty. Like yeah, one sixty. He's like, I'd take everything out of there and put an LS or something in it, or some V ten, and it would all be standalone and coilovers and none of the silly hydraulic suspension or anything. I'm like, nothing else would work. You wouldn't be able to get the headlights to work, the windows yeah. to go down, the dash to flip out, the radio. It's all connected. It's so annoying. <sighs> I complain about that stuff on the Z. I can't imagine what it's like on the McLaren. Well, I mean, a lot of new cars are that way, I, where I, they're all tied in uh, with the yeah. canvas systems. And I, stuff I like do that this. Now. I mean, I do this for a living. Yeah, so well, like, that's true. I do radio frequency testing on every automotive part basically in the world. So we've done Tesla Cybertruck stuff, um, like all sorts of stuff. And it's like there's CAN bus for headlights now. Why? Because so the new thing now in the automotive world is automotive Ethernet. So they're getting away from CAN bus. So they're doing an Ethernet. So there's an Ethernet cable that goes to the back and there's a hub. And then that splits off power to taillights and headlights and antennas and all this other stuff. So it's just one power and it's flipping all these things on because it's cheaper than sending all these extra lines down. But from the development side, it costs an insane amount of money. Huh. So. Why can't we just run a power on a ground through a switch to a headlamp? <laughs> it's yes. not the 80s. But why? If it's though? not broken, don't fix yeah, it. Yeah, it's totally unnecessary to tie all this stuff in and have it talking to the car. Who cares? It's Somebody not like I don't clearly. know when my headlight went out. Oh, I, think you, I can't I think see anymore. My headlight's <laughs> broken. <laughs> Weird. It's dark. It's my not like I needed on. to tell me that in the dash. I know. But you got to be on the right screen, otherwise I won't tell you at all. Well, that's true. If it's in track mode, you won't know either way, Robbie. Yep. You won't. You'll be in the dark. (laughs) Oh, boy. Literally. (laughs) It is getting late. (laughs) But yeah. Took him a minute there. But Jason, thank you for coming on and sharing about your super fun summer. Yeah, it's not over. So hopefully it's... uh, Hopefully the... I think from here it can only get better. I got it you. was really. I'm not even like, uh, I got This you. is like IKEA. This has got to be real wood, <laughs> there's, right? There's IKEA. Some wood in there somewhere for this, sure. This is real wood. Salt from ex girlfriend. That's not entirely true. And it's steel. I just never gave it back. She didn't come get it. So yeah, possession becomes nine tenths after a year. Yeah, so we've had this well yep. more than a year. It's Pretty been soon we're gonna have a race car. Now. Yeah. I should really talk to Booney about that. <laughs> I when we were at dinner, I told Robbie, I'm like, look, like, call him up, get a number. I'm yeah. not saying I got money, but like, I mean, there's a number. I know there is. Get a number. Everybody's got a number. When, What's that uh, number? When you're used to dealing with McLaren things, that yeah. car probably doesn't look that bad. No, it looks, it looks fine. Reliability wise, cost wise, all those things. It's as reliable as McLaren. It's yeah. not any worse. It's definitely not worse. And it's GLTC legal, I heard. No, nope, that's not <laughs> even kind of true. What about street mod? 
No. It'd be, it wouldn't even be unlimited. It'd be super unlimited. It's super unlimited because it doesn't have a VIN. No, no. That's a different thing now. They changed the rule. Did so they? now as long as it's based on a car that has a VIN, it's allowed. In yeah, unlimited. but that isn't based on a car. It is. Yeah, it's based on a Miata. No, it's not. Yeah, sure it is. It's not at all based on a Miata. <laughs> you built. You took the engine first, then you built around There's it. It's literally a Miata nothing engine. Miata on it except the, the engine. No, the engine's not even Miata anymore. What about it? Now it is. Based on you put the factory motor back in it? Oh, it's a 2.5 liter. Yeah. So it's, a, it's a Ford Fusion. It's a Ford Focus. It's a Ford Fusion. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you put headlights, taillights, turn signals, a horn, and an odometer in that bad boy, and I promise you I could get that thing uh, road legal the first try in Boone County. Oh, Let's yeah. Let's do it. That'd be and awesome. And I'll rally it. <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> I almost bought a... Uh, I almost bought a Radical RXC. That'd be all right. That's I can't imagine those are any good the on the road either. Rooftop one. No, they're terrible. But, I mean, it's not like a race car McLaren is all that much better either. So, in a very different life, when I when I was searching for a car and I ended up buying my Audi TT, which was a, a thing... <laughs> I like how he turns away. He doesn't even want to talk uh, about it. Nope. I, I test drove a Lotus, Elise. Like the, an Exige or Elise? An Elise, yeah. And the only reason I didn't buy it was because at the time I was traveling for work full time. And I was doing like thousands of miles a month. And this car had no radio, no heat, no air conditioning. And I was like, this is this is too far. <laughs> and so, so basically a McLaren. Well, yeah. But that was that was terrible enough on the road. I can't imagine like what a radical would be. Yeah, I talked to a guy that uh or an so Adam. there's a guy in Chicago, he puts on an ultimate road rally, he had one. Yeah. That's the one I was thinking about buying because it was already registered. Right. And it's like basically it's just like cavitates down the road. <sighs> no thank you. But then when you get to the track, you're killing people. <laughs> It's all, right, well, all about the little sacrifices yeah, in life. Now we're back on. You know, it sounds great. <laughs> I assume that's what it's like in an aerial atom and stuff like that, too. It has to be. One of the guys that's coming to the next rally that I'm putting on in November just put a bit on a uh, Adam 3 on Bring a Trailer. I think he won it. 45 grand. Is that it? I think so. That doesn't seem... seem- reasonable that outrageous he, he tried to get me to comment on if it if i thought it was acceptable or not i'm like honestly i've never even looked at these things they look cool that's all i know i will never anytime i think of an aerial adam i think of the picture that came from one lap like i don't know it had to have been almost 10 years ago now and it had the trailer behind it and it was pouring the, it's pouring rain they're driving like through east texas thunderstorm and like lightning and shit and the dude's passed out in the passenger seat <laughs> <laughs> and like the level of exhaustion that you would have to achieve to be able to sleep in an aerial atom in a thunderstorm. That's one lap. And that's why I don't want to do one lap. It's amazing. Yeah. Which one of you is doing it with me next year in the Beamer? I'm down. Roberto. When is it? Are you signed up? Uh, So I got, I got in last year when we were at Watkins Glen. And I turned it down like at the very last minute because nothing I had was going to be ready. I didn't want to take the McLaren. Yeah, want to be um, racing next to Andy. Yeah, 
Um, I don't know. Is it open yet already? It's already sold out. It's already sold out. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll they, put my name on the They announced list. the mileage, but not th- where. Where? So I already paid for last year. I told them just uh, roll it over to next year. Oh, see. So I'm probably in. Probably. In. I guess you're going to do one lap again, Robbie. That's in May? Yes. I'll be in France in June. It's fine. Maybe I won't be doing much racing next year besides one lap. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, it's fine. We got time. Yeah. Your new McLaren is going to be year, sick. Yeah. My plan awesome. is to use the Beamer for most things or the Omni. Please. Oh, you know, Omnis have a, a very illustrious history in one lap. That would be terrible, but the content would be good. It's only got one so, seat. For we, have, we have plenty of time. I don't know how to. There's like wait until wait until you drive it, Adam, and you'll see why there's <laughs> no seat in the passenger side. It's got like this 1980s center stack of switches. <laughs> oh, is this of the factory center console? No, damn it! I want to know if is mine it? is broken or if that's normal. So the center console we've talked we talked about this a million years ago with my car, but the center console the. The top of it, where you put your hand, slides forward and backward. Yeah. And to get it to slide forward, you just grab it and pull. But to get it to return back to its normal back position, you have to engage the parking brake. That's weird. And I don't know Mm. if that's a feature or if it's broken. (laughs) It doesn't seem quite right. So. There's already 42 people on the wait list. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. I think 50 is a pretty common number for a wait list. I was 35 last year and got in. Yeah, a lot of people drop out. Yeah. Again, it's just like grid life. Everyone buys tickets right away, and then they can't make it, and they sell them anyways. That's why you never need to buy tickets early anymore. You should have let me know this before I bought tickets. I also didn't know that I'd get a free one for getting that trophy. (laughs) All right, that's grid life's fault for not telling you that. Well, that's also, I think, maybe the first Spirit of Time Attack they ever did. No, because Cal got been one doing, at Midwest. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They've been doing it maybe all year this year. Yep. Guess Jubei finally listened to me. About time. Yeah. So, a couple weeks, we'll be in Heartland. Yep. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Adam we can't drag race this year. be rocking the Omni. No drag racing this year. No. No. Oh, I was hoping we could see what the Omni could do on 18 pounds. Yeah, I want to see that. Blow up a differential, probably. No, it's a quaff. I just dropped that thing from whatever the red line is. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite thing about driving it is no matter what you do on that car, you could total that car. Still cheaper than one brake rotor on the McLaren. <laughs> oh, for sure. He's not dude. wrong. So I drive it like I don't even care about it because I don't. It's great. Yeah. How many messages do you got there? Adam? I don't. That's the first. I don't know why that came through. Oh. It's weird. It, that was delivered 19 minutes ago, but it just vibrated my phone, which is on Do Not Disturb, so it's not supposed to do that. Huh. So I don't know what that's Maybe. about. Maybe she sent it twice. <laughs> I don't know. So. Oh, Jess is texting Alex. I don't have to worry about it. Yep. They're chatting <laughs> about 
what we're gonna eat for dinner in two weeks. Ooh, something fancy. Sushi. God, that'd be awesome. Yeah. You know what you want? I always we'll want I always Are want you, sushi. Do you go to have you ever been to PRI? Do you go to PRI? Is that a thing you no, do? I go to SEMA. SEMA's for squares. <laughs> uh, so I at. would go to SEMA because I would drive for Roush. Right. But see but PRI is where the cool people go. Well then let's go. All right, we're going. I didn't get an invite. Well, that's because we didn't didn't know you previously, and I'm inviting (laughs) you now, aren't I? I'm sure I could just use my own business account and get my own PRI invites. Yeah, it's not not hard to get one anymore. we got one. Anybody can get one anymore. Oh, okay. It's it's slightly more exclusive than SEMA, but still not. not Oh, SEMA's a process. Is it? I thought, like, damn near anybody could get in there these days. I mean, maybe now. I don't know. Pre-COVID. The last was it twenty nineteen? I think they had like guards checking your ID at the door. Oh, oh, weird! That your ID matched your badge. But I almost never would go in. I would always be out at the Roush booth, like making sure that I greeted my fans or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I got stories about that too. That's for a different show. Let's shut this shit down, Robbie. Right. Different show. Yep. Where where can people find you? Uh. The dot Canacri on grid life or on grid life on Instagram. Now it's too late. Uh, yeah. So the dot Canacri on Instagram or savage underscore rally or GLRE off road mainly. I have like an Instagram, but I never, or uh, YouTube, but I never post anything on there. So, so yeah, Instagram's where it's at. Yep. I should probably post on Instagram for other. Literally, the only reason I open Instagram is because Jason has messaged me. Yes, I'm that important. Obviously. No, that's just wanna, the, this is just the only reason I have to open Instagram. You want to see the Omni stuff? Was well, because I don't have your phone number. I don't. We don't exchange phone numbers anymore. That's not. Oh, I have Robbie's phone number. That's I, true. That's how we got invited to dinner. You can you can call me through Facebook Messenger. It's fine. That's how we get. Um, that's literally how we get a hold of each other. Are you serious? I we do I do have Robbie's, but like I never had Michael Beck's phone number. Never when he was, hmm. or like the the group chat we have with like Jabay and stuff. I don't have yep. I don't have Most the phone numbers. number of any of my grid life friends. We just call, we just we just use Messenger exclusively. Yeah, when Facebook <laughs> stop, yeah when Facebook stops being a thing, we're being we're just never going to talk to each other again. It's over. <laughs> and how are you supposed to how are you supposed to use WhatsApp? I don't know what that is. Don't use it. Well, you got to use it. If you come on a rally, you got to use it. That's how I communicate with everybody because I can dump oh, that'd be, like that makes, five people. Yeah, that makes sense. And well, then I'll worry all, about that when I go to a rally. Yep. Oh, you're going. Which probably won't happen, so it's fine. In the Omni. <laughs> that sounds awesome for the content. <sighs> all right. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah. I appreciate of it. Thank you guys. Sharing um, your, your trials and tribulations. Yep. I know there's many, 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 many more stories. So yeah. we will we'll be doing this more often. Yeah. Whenever you guys want. I got nothing to do. Perfect. You'll be you podcasting. Know, just sit around. <laughs> watch US open. Gross. I, I gotta go put a limited slip back together. So Alrighty. All right. Have a good night, man. See you guys. See ya. Talk to you soon.